Hey everyone, this is Maria. And this is Christina. Thank you for joining us for this real life podcast. We are two good friends and next door neighbors with different lifestyles, but the same common goal to live wholesome, nutritious, and adventurous lives. Hello everyone. Welcome to Real Life Podcast with Maria and Christina. If you caught our last episode last Tuesday, you heard Tara Snyder sharing about homeschooling and the Charlotte Mason curriculum that she has learned and executed with her children. So I have her back with us today. She's going to share with us more of how Charlotte Mason works for their family, what they've experienced, and then some wonderful tips and tools that you can use to make homeschooling work well for your family. So welcome back, Tara. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. <laughs> Last time we were talking about your success stories and how Gracie is really owning schooling for herself. And she's able to um, take what you've taught her and then apply it in other areas of life outside of sitting down and doing schoolwork. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the, the, the most fun that we have is when it becomes alive. Mm. Yeah. We become alive and it, it, it's not drudgery. Yeah. Sometimes sitting down to get our math book out or to get our box of letters out (laughs) seems a little arduous, but it's, you know, once we get going, like she just started reading the week of her birthday and I tell you what, <laughs> she's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Wow. Yeah. And she was just saying to us the other day, she's like, I'll be able to read the Bible on my own. And I was like, Aww. yes. Yeah. That's amazing. The most powerful thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. And you <laughs> had the privilege of giving her those tools. Yeah. Cultivating, cool. teaching yeah, her how to read. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Yeah. So... Let's dive into um, talking about how you have implemented homeschooling more. Um, we talked about your challenges, your favorite things. How how do you and Matthew homeschool the children as a team? Mm-hmm. Is it mostly you and then he comes home? You said sometimes he'll ask them questions or does he have a, a designated role mm-hmm. that you leave for him? Mm-hmm. So right now I do... I'd say I do about 90% of it. The wonderful thing I, and we have come to find that our curriculum, uh, which by the way, we actually use a free curriculum. I forgot to mention this last time. It's called Ambleside Online and it's completely free and it's supported by alumni and people who do all of the hard work to maintain this free curriculum. And it's from grades K essentially through 12. Wow. They they must really believe in it. (laughs) Oh man. These people are amazing. These women and people who maintain it are amazing. So amblesiteonline.com. I will plug for them. So Charlotte Mason, you wouldn't say it's not your curriculum. Nope. It's basically laying the foundation. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry. It's my philosophy Mm -hmm. of education. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's laid the foundation for you to homeschool. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then there are, there, and there are multiple what would be called curriculums um, that are based off of the Charlotte Mason philosophy. Okay. So like beautiful feet, like I mentioned, Ambleside. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of another one. I'm blanking on it right now. But there's plenty of other um, other ones. Okay. Yeah. Ambleside um, is what would be considered like the most 
purest form because they actually go back to like old archives of books that she recommended that are out of print now and people are actually bringing them back into print because they're that wonderful. Wow. Yeah. And it's not things that are like scientifically outdated. It's like rich literature or, um, you know, certain science helps like things for like intro to geography that are just so like overcomplicated, you know? Um, yeah. So it's pretty fun. Different things like Sloyd, paper Sloyd and handicrafts, fun stuff like that. I know it's like another language. Yeah, I've never heard of Sloyd. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of it's kind of like it's some people would be like, oh, it's kind of like origami, but it's way more foundational in the instruction of it. It actually teaches children how to understand form and shape a lot more, and there is some cutting involved. Um, yeah, that's neat. Yeah, but I it's want to learn. Yeah, it's so cool. I should <laughs> just bought a book. I can show you later. That's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Does homeschooling in Alfred look different than in other regions? For sure. Okay. Yep. Uh, in a lot of ways, I think immediately people are like, well, yeah, there's nothing around here. Right. (laughs) Um, which in one way there are some challenges that, you know, we do have to drive a good hour to get to certain museums or different things like that. Um, but I think we have a very rich community of supportive homeschooling parents. Okay. Um, and so there's, it's not like unheard of, like where I'm from, I'm from Long Island. And like when half my mom's coworkers found out that I was homeschooling, they were like, they just like looked at me and there were like some crickets and some confused faces. (laughs) I mean, like, you know, according to them, I'm my mother's daughter. So of course I'm going to do something wonderful with whatever I do, but they were a little confused. Like, why was I making this choice? Sure. Um, but we have a, it's, it's, it is normal here. And, um, and I think that's wonderful because you don't have to deal with as many cultural things. Um, not everybody asks you, how do you socialize your kids? Yeah. <laughs> There's plenty of them still, but right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so that's one part. Um, another part is, is that we have a wonderful variety of outdoor things to explore. Mm. We have Letchworth, we have Rock City, we have, I have Foster's Lake in my backyard, which I just love. Um, we've got Cuba Lake, Rushford Lake. We have the whole trail system here in Allegheny County, which Finger they're Lakes really, trail. yep. Finger Lakes. Um, so there's that. And Charlotte Mason is huge on outdoor time and children being very aware of their surroundings. So like knowing that they're facing South and, you know, whatever, just different things, being able to identify and remember geographical things and being very familiar with their surroundings. Hmm. So, um, so yeah, having that wealth of outdoor is just really cool. Yeah. Really teaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, to- children to see and yeah. observe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being very observant in their senses. I was just talking to Matthew about this today. Their senses just being alive and on fire to what's around them. Hmm. All five, you know, and even, and even that inner sense, you know, of, wow, this lake is so beautiful and peaceful, you know, as mm-hmm. well as like we would, what we'd consider more academic things you can notice about a lake, you know, right. or the precipitation around the lake or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so there's that. And my other favorites are obviously our local library. I love Alfred Box of Books. Amazing. And the interlibrary loan system that they're a part of is just phenomenal. Yeah. Like they even got me a book, me personally, uh, like on Winston Churchill that was from outside of our our interlibrary loan system. Mm-hmm. Like they're amazing. Yeah, I always they're, hear <laughs> about things yeah. that the library is hosting. Yeah. And lots of times for homeschoolers. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Melanie, the director is like super homeschool 
forward. Like she's very for us. Wow. Yeah. They're actually, they, she just created design and now is launching a passport um, event where I think it's once a month, like they highlight a country and she gets like snacks from that country. She does like a little slideshow, like this is the flag. This is like what their greatest exports are. And then like, there's like a craft, like, um, like a lot of other cultures, uh, do like fiber arts. So she'll like get stuff with like fabric there. She does an amazing job. Yeah. Absolutely amazing job. That's, that's so, very exciting. Yeah. And then, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this, but most arts, is a classical music uh, festival that is only here in Alfred, New yeah. York. And they have the Sound Bites, which is like a little lunch hour concert. So my kids can listen to Bach or Tchaikovsky or Pagani or like these people that we actually listen to. And it's a part of what would be considered our curriculum. We do like music study. And then they can watch people with real live instruments and we just drove five minutes to go to yeah, campus to professional. hear it. Yes. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Alfred does have a lot of resources. There is a lot here. You just have to tap into it. Yeah. And you need to choose to see it too. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So those are, those are some of my favorites. And then also too, being living in a college town, there's lots of other, uh, we have such a diversity here with the college students. I feel like half the people in our church speak another language. So you know, like we have, we have people come over to our house who are like a part of our family, become a part of our family. And they teach my kids Spanish and randomly my son will go, that's Azul, you know? And I'm like, I'm like, what are you looking at? And yeah. I'm like, yes, you're right. You know? <laughs> so that's like that building connection thing. Mm-hmm. And Kenny's not, you know, Kenny's like pre preschool right now. Mm-hmm. That culture. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is there mm-hmm. anything that you would like for your family that you haven't discovered yet? Well, yeah, I, um, we're actually re we're rethinking our summer vacations right now. Typically we'll go visit my family down by the beach, Long Island, Delaware. Um, but we're just rethinking, like, is that what we want? You know, obviously like I love my family and I will miss going to the beach, but, um, we have a, um, a professional opportunity for our business coming up where there is a symposium during the summer months. And this year it's happening in Connecticut. And so we just were like, what's in Hartford, Connecticut? And we found, I found that there is a Harriet Beecher Stowe Center. There is a Mark Twain house. There is a museum for Connecticut history, a science center, a Wadsworth Museum of Art. And I am an art nerd for having my BFA. Sure. And I'm thinking, why not tack on two or three extra days mm bring a sitter, you know, who can babysit for the two days that we're in business meetings and learning at symposium. And then like, let's just go have fun for three days to places that we will net. We obviously we live like six hours away, right. You know, and like, let's go do that for fun. So those are things that we haven't done yet because we're in, we're technically in first grade right now. My oldest child is in first grade, but those are the sorts of things that we are um, the vision now for how are we going to homeschool? How are we spending our summer vacations that we haven't really had to be there yet? Mm-hmm. Time hasn't allotted for it yet, but we're now like, what do we want to do? You know, what summer vacations and right. places we want to go explore. Like I'd love to take them to the Ark Encounter. Uh, I think it's in Tennessee. I think it is. Or let's go to Yosemite one year, you know, like, like why not? Mm-hmm. We're homeschoolers. We can go do that. Right. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, such a purposeful 
yeah get away yeah yeah and it's so fun like Matthew and I are so into stuff like that we just love learning and exploring together Mm -hmm. so it's like like there's nothing better for us Mm -hmm. like that's what we do on our anniversary yeah (laughs) let's go learn about the Erie Canal like let's go ride the boat in Mm -hmm. and out of the locks we're we just like learning and living together. So that's wonderful. I guess that's why that this fits well for us. Absolutely. Yeah. And teaching your kids that learning is part of life and it's fun. Yeah. It's not something to get done and get out of for the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's not this chore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. So if your mom is listening to this podcast, will this be <laughs> I mean, probably. But- <laughs> my, my mom supports us yeah. and she knows that we make good decisions. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like we're never going to see my mom. So right. I can't keep myself away from the beach for too long. Yeah. So <laughs> that's yeah. really exciting though. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see how that unfolds. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm like guys. super excited. <laughs> yeah. Well, how would you encourage other parents to consider homeschooling versus public school? Yeah, well, I think in the last episode, you mentioned uh, fear and not basing your decisions off of fear. I mean, you can make I mean, any decision you make can be based off of fear. And it's kind of hard to get rid of your own biases like, oh, I'm not afraid. You know, I'm just mm-hmm. concerned or, you know, so whatever. I don't need to get philosophical about that. But, um, you know, choosing to not do it because I'm afraid of it or because I don't know anything about it or choosing to do it because I'm afraid of the world. That's like, I feel like an, another, I think that's a wrong reason for people to homeschool is like, Oh, I'm so afraid of all the things that are going on in the school system or out in the world. So I want to hide my kids. Like that is not, that is not why we homeschool at right. all. <laughs> like it's way more positive. It's way more, um, way more insightful decisions than that. Mm -hmm. Um, There I'm obviously, we're obviously aware of what's going on out in the world. um, But that's definitely not the reason why. So I guess, first of all, dealing with whatever you are afraid of, you know, because they're your kids, they're your, the future, your future, they're your continuing generations that are going to go on after your Mm -hmm. life. And so when parents think about making big decisions like that, you've got a lot to consider, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and, and we think about it even too, like when they get sick, it's like, you know, it seems like the first time they get sick, it's like the end of the world because this is my baby. Like mm-hmm. this, this little person means a lot, you know. Um, so, yeah. So I guess one, dealing with fear. And then two um, is sitting down together in as a team, husband and wife, and understanding what your vision is together. Like we do it for, we do it professionally people understand like I have a professional mission statement. I'm selling my brand as a professional or, you know, we own a small business. I just opened up a small business. So, you know, writing a vision or a mission statement was like step one, (laughs) you know, like other than I have this idea step one, you know, mission statement. And so what is our family? What's our family mission, you know? And for us, it's, you know, to be people who love Jesus so much that we want to serve our neighbors this way. And we, we want to be there and to help people and to love on people, to love on each other this way. But then, you know, our other choices that we make come out of that, you know, um, and we want our children to be molded and shaped by those decisions. Mm. Um, yeah. It's really neat that you and Matthew take the time to do that. It's very encouraging to, to me, to other couples Mm -hmm. 
to to take the time and build that vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then execute it. Yeah. Well, you know, if you don't make a plan, you can't plan to do anything. Mm-hmm. I know it's sort of like a, a very simplified way of saying, <laughs> I know there's a, a better, yeah. I've heard of I different I think Matthew quote. said the other day, yeah. um, if you don't plan, then you plan to fail. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, um, you know, why not do that with your family? Absolutely. You know, even like with finances, people have no problem making a budget. Well, it's because it's finances. It makes it makes sense. Like it's it's a high priority. Well, you know, the fruit of your family is a high priority too. Right. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be like like it doesn't have to be drudger drudgery like go working through numbers in a in a budget. It's exciting. Like, what do we want our kids? Like, I want my kids to be able to do whatever they want. And if they don't want to go to college because they just have an inventive mind then I want my kids to be able to save up for what most kids are putting towards college as their seed money for their next venture, like whatever. You know what I mean? Um, My mom was pretty big on like, oh, no, you're going to go to college. I'm like, she doesn't have to go to college. You know, college is really it's sort of the overdone qualifier. And now our the educational market is flooded and no one can get a job. I would rather raise somebody up who can be a thinker and who can be an inventor who is selfless. And I feel like that combination, when you release that into society, you've got you've got a world changer. Absolutely. Now, obviously, that's ideal, and I'm not the best parent in the whole world. I get angry with my kids. I get upset. I have a messy house. We're sitting in it right now. You know, like, life's not perfect, but that's my goal. That's a part of our goal. And if I don't have that vision, then there's I'm not I'm not going to get anywhere near close to it if I don't even at least have the courage to write it down on paper. Yeah. Yeah. That's very dynamic. Yeah. yeah and uh and then I think the next thing bringing it back to homeschooling is a lot of people are like oh I'd love to homeschool but I can't you know we are technically and have been for eight years a one income household and I know that makes people cringe you know when you think about it but I'll tell you what I am not we are not hurting we Mm. have never hurt for anything that we've needed when I needed a new dress for date night or, you know, when I needed a new dress for a wedding, I've always been able to buy it. We've been super, super blessed. Um, and so I think people put up a lot of excuses for not being willing to think outside of the box and what is seen and is what is norm in society. Right. Yeah. I think, and that's a really like, that's a tough, that's a really sensitive topic. And I get it. Like everyone has certain financial situations and you know, whatever, but I don't know. I I don't, I don't want to say that just because we're entrepreneurial, we, we just think differently. Hi, honey. (laughs) Kiddos are up. Yeah. So, um, what are some of your, um, tips? Let's get into like the practical. You mentioned budgeting time. Yep. Yeah, so having a, a time budget, actually, you gave me a book that I had borrowed and read a, long, a while ago. Um, it's called uh, Teaching from Rest, and I just wanted to cite the author. Her name is Sarah McKenzie, and it's Teaching from Rest, A Homeschooler's Guide to Unshakable Peace. Mm. It's like less than a quarter of an inch thick, and it's an amazing book. Yeah, I can link it below. And sure, it's an amazing book. And even hearing her talk about like her writing it, she has an audiobook too, and like a I think she has the intro to audiobook online somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. But one of the big, one of my biggest takeaways from that little book was budgeting your time, 
just like I budget for groceries, being able to, she actually like walked through and was like, if you have to cook three meals a day because you're a stay at home, you need to budget into your time, having time, prep time, cooking time, consuming time, cleanup time in your budget of like what your day is. And with that budget of time, you then sort of start to walk, work backwards like you would a financial budget. Like these are my uh, reoccurring bills or this is whatever. And then from there, you figure out how much money you can spend on your food bill or, you know, whatever. So how much time then do I have to actually do school? That was huge for me because I, I guess just being a business person, knowing how practical it is to have a financial budget, I don't know. But it, it, I never heard anybody talk about it that way because I think the standard is like a lot of homeschool moms feel very overwhelmed and very like, like they don't have enough time or they're always behind on whatever their schedule is. Um, and I don't know, I was just really blessed by that part of her, like when she shared that time budgeting piece in yeah. her book. I did that in college. I actually started by recording my time. Mm -hmm. So not, it wasn't visionary. Like how do I want yeah. to spend my time first? It was, let's look at how I am spending mm -hmm. my time. Mm -hmm. um, one that gave me a picture mm -hmm. of where my time is being allotted. Sure. But two, it just made me more self-aware right. of what am I doing in this moment? Is it purposeful? Mm -hmm. Is it what I intended to, or right. am I distracted? Right. Right. So, yeah. So that's, that was a huge piece of it. And then, um, another incredibly valuable takeaway from Sarah McKenzie's book, uh, was, um, the curriculum being a tool. Actually, I believe she calls it a publication. She doesn't even call it curriculum. Really? She doesn't even give it that word. <laughs> she actually, yeah. So the publication, cause it could be whatever. You don't even have to use a regular textbook. You can, I'm not using textbooks. So whatever publication you are using that would be considered a curriculum is actually a tool and it is not your master. Huge. Wow. That was like mind blowing because I think, unfortunately, especially if you're in the homeschooling world, the stereotypical um, position that a lot of moms are in is that they're overwhelmed and that they're behind and they're like, Oh, I've got to catch up. Which like, yeah, that there's a part of it. Like we're like, even this week, like, we had a very different week last week. And thankfully I have the flexibility to say, you know, it's okay if we only get half of it done or it's okay if we only get to math this week. Um, so like technically like there's a week worth of history and whatever um, that we need to quote unquote catch up on, but it being your master. And when you don't do it, you feel like you're behind or you're in debt or, you know, like we just, it's like this weird, like social or, psychological thing and it brings more like stress and more wear mm -hmm. on the mom you know whoever's primarily facilitating the education at home you know and it's like you don't need to do that you're you have a huge task in front of you anyway by like home educating your kids and you know being at home with your kids right. already like mm -hmm. you don't need you don't need a slave driver you know what I mean and so when she said that it really freed me and I went through quite a few seasons this year, our first year, we're doing first grade right now. And just having that, knowing that ahead of time was like, oh man, I, we, I evaded so many issues mm -hmm. in my head <laughs> right. because of that. And it was so, so important. 
Um, so that was another huge takeaway yeah. from her book. It seems like with yeah. homeschooling or any any schooling, mm-hmm. the the challenge is to have how can the kids love it and not be enslaved to it. But then there's the other side, right. who's the educator, and how are you not becoming burnt out and exhausted by mm-hmm. it so that you don't want to have anything to do with school. Right. But that Absolutely. you're, you have that energy and the drive exactly mm-hmm. to be able to continue to teach your kids all the time, anytime. And right. it's just part of life and right. you love it, which you shared yeah. how you've been able to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And also to, um, I guess just another thing is, uh, for people who are considering homeschooling or public schooling, like just making decisions on their kids' education, um, is I guess the good question would be, you know, uh, is it is there more to education than just academics? What's their personal perspective on it? They have their own experience, but what do they think it should be? Should their children's schooling be purely worksheets? And you know, is that the only thing that really matters that they can solve long division by third grade, or I don't even know what, whatever it is, be a, a science or a math prodigy. Like, is that what's important? And that I can't judge that that's for everybody to individually figure out. But asking those questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But to ask those questions and um, yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. Any other resources you want to throw in there? Uh, well, Charlotte Mason wrote herself a six volume series, which seems kind of heavy. It is. I have to stop like every three sentences and look up words, but I love that. (laughs) (laughs) I love to learn. There are, uh, but there are people who like, there are multiple resources that have come out of her six volume set and anything, anybody who quotes her stuff, who is what would be considered a purist of Charlotte Mason um, to me is valuable and worth reading. Uh, so for sure, people checking out AmblesideOnline.com would be another huge, because uh, they have literature as to what is Charlotte Mason, how do I know it's for me, all of their book lists from kindergarten to before they're even reading to 12th grade are absolutely free. Mm-hmm. So even if you want to pick up a good book on something that maybe you felt like you missed out on, I would highly recommend that. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And are there Facebook forums, other moms? Who oh, are man, this? for sure. Yeah. So there are, yeah, there's tons of, you know, you look up uh, anything related to Charlotte Mason online on Facebook, for sure. Um, there is an Ambleside online private group. Um, and you have to answer a few specific questions to get in. Mm-hmm. I was a little intimidated by that. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, can I can I narrate this question? <laughs> can I narrate the information? But you got in. I did. I got in. <laughs> Um, yeah. And, uh, there's like handicraft groups, there's, um, Charlotte Mason, uh, like book groups for like people who are from other places in the world. Um, just really, really fascinating stuff. I would highly recommend Sarah McKenzie's, uh, book. Um, read aloud revival is another wonderful resource, sort of like starting a revolution of families reading together and the proven scientific benefits educationally on that for children and their parents. I want to read that. Yeah. I love reading out loud. I love being read too. Mm -hmm. And actually even the proven benefits of teenagers having been read to, even though they can read for themselves when the reader moves out of 
the needing to be read to how important it is to still be read to mm. it's like proven it's really neat cool. so read around read aloud revival um i'm trying to think um what else yeah and i think just too there's like lots of fun things on like handicrafts so handicrafts are like crowing crowing <laughs> I don't know what crowing is. Crocheting. Yeah. <laughs> Knitting. We'll have to come uh, up with a new art. Yeah, crowing. I'm sure it will, you know, shooting crows. I don't know. It's an Alfredian sport, yes. crowing. <laughs> yeah, so that learning about new things like sloyd, embroidery, just things that take time. Things that take time. You need to learn how to do them well. Mm. And the, the, the benefits from it neurologically, psychologically they eliminate stress different things like that Mm. that's probably what I would suggest I think wonderful yeah well this has been amazing this has been very full and rich thank Thank you. you so much Tara for sharing with us yeah last time we talked about people could reach out to you if they had some questions mm-hmm um, on Facebook, Tara Snyder, T-A-R-A-S-N-Y-D-E-R, or they can email you. What's your email? Yep. Snyder, S-N-Y-D-E-R, T-A-R-A, the letter M, as in Marie, at gmail.com. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. And if you have questions or comments for Christina and I, you can reach us on Instagram. You can find me at Thriving Health New York. Christina is D-I-Y underscore Farmer's Wife. On Facebook, Thriving Health New York for me as well. You can reach her on Facebook at Sunny Cove Farm. And then our all our info is also linked below in the show notes. So thank you so much for joining. I'm excited for you all to hear this and to know the resource that Tara is, not just for her family, but for our community as she's dug into homeschooling. Have an awesome week.